You are listening to the No People Pleasing Zone. If you're ready to unlearn people pleasing patterns and tame your fears so you can stand in your power and claim the unapologetic life you're entitled to, you're in the right place. I'm Easy Martin Chan. Let's get started. We've all encountered them. They leave us feeling drained, exhausted, and sometimes even depressed. Friend, family member, work colleague. We hope we've given them what they need. And we also hope that they'll be there for us in our hour of need. But somewhere deep inside, we know they won't be. They're energy vampires. And we usually don't know how to limit their impact on us. I've got some tips on how to identify them, and I'll put some techniques in your back pocket. If you've ever felt like someone drains your energy every time you encounter them, you need to stay tuned for today's episode. You have now entered the No People Pleasing Zone. Host Elizabeth Martin Chan is here to pull you out of the people pleasing rabbit hole into a world where you are priority number one. So keep those earbuds in, close the door, and claim your personal time just for you. Hey there, it's Elizabeth in the No People Pleasing Zone, the zone where you're invited to remember your importance your unique genius. I'm so glad you're here with me today. The sun is shining. The temperature is unusually warm. It's just an awesome autumn day. And I'm so glad to be spending just a bit of it with you. I hope you'll carve out the time in whatever way that looks in your world today. Pop in those earbuds and let's get started. So I'm currently taking a course to improve my skills in a specific area applicable to my business. We're encouraged in the course to meet online and work with other people in the program so that we can practice and learn from one another. Now, everything was moving along. I was meeting with interesting people who are doing really interesting things in their work. It's a large variety of people. I was engaging in meetings, which felt like generous two-way exchanges, where we both had an opportunity to practice. And then I had an experience that felt like a speed bump. And I'd like to share that with you today. So let me tell you a little story. Someone in the class asked me to schedule a meeting with her on her scheduling calendar. There's nothing unusual about that. Sometimes that's the way we easily set up meetings, especially since so many of us have our own Zoom meetings connected up with our scheduling calendar. So I scheduled the meeting and showed up. Sometimes we socialize a bit at the beginning, getting to know one another before we work on the material, but she wanted to get straight into the material. So I fully participated. I showed up vulnerable, vulnerably because I know that's part of how we both learn. She wrapped, As she was wrapping up her side of the exchange, I came to the realization that she was done. She wasn't going to allow for a flip of the switch. She wasn't, prepa- she wasn't prepared to allow for me to have an opportunity to play the other role and receive learning from the other perspective. 
I was a bit surprised. But what was I really going to gain if I tried to force her to flip the switch? So I allowed the call to end. And as she and as I started to reflect on what I had learned from what had just happened, which was really a bit of a surprise, I saw an email arrive in my inbox. So I opened it right away, thinking she was sharing some reflections on our meeting or was offering to schedule to flip the roles. But what I received instead was an invitation to a program she was offering. And that was followed for several days with similar emails. Clearly, she wasn't treating me as a learning peer. She was treating me as a prospective client. And as the light bulb went on, I realized I had just unexpectedly encountered an energy vampire. And that reminded me that they can show up anywhere. And as someone who's worked really hard to climb out of what I call the people-pleasing rabbit hole, sometimes it's good to be reminded that energy vampires can show up. They can show up in unexpected places. And it's important to not allow them to feed on our energy. Now, if you've been stuck down the people-pleasing rabbit hole, you likely have had energy vampires in your life. But let's just be sure we're clear about who we're talking about. Energy vampire is a metaphor for people who leave us feeling exhausted, unfocused, and often depressed. They drain our emotional energy. They actually feed on the willingness of others to listen and care for them. And they manipulate people to provide space for them. In my encounter, I was thrown off because she didn't follow the pattern that everyone else seemed to be following as we practiced our material. And that left me feeling a bit unfocused and a bit confused. Beyond that, it was such a short encounter, and I removed myself from her email, email and Facebook group within, you know, within a short period of time. So I didn't really allow her the space to continue to drain me of my emotional energy, but she did manipulate me. I provided space for what I thought would be an equal exchange, only to find that she was going to take what she needed and not provide an equal exchange of energy. And that's one of the things that energy vampires do. They draw on what you're willing to give them, and they don't reciprocate. What I want to do today is talk about how to identify energy vampires and come up with a few strategies for dealing with them. The first thing you need to do is realize that energy vampires are real. They exist. They're not some made-up character in a book. They really exist. And if you're stuck down the people-pleasing rabbit hole, you may very well be an empath. And empaths tend to assume that everyone operates from the same perspective. This might be a rude awakening, but I'm here to tell you that not everyone does. Energy vampires struggle with empathy. They often are not capable of empathy. So now that we know that an energy vampire exists, let's go over some of the common characteristics that can allow us to identify them. 
because we can't do anything about their ability to drain us of our emotional energy if we can't identify them. There are four main characteristics I want to highlight. These are what you need to have your antenna up for. They're charismatic. They use their charm to shift and avoid taking responsibility for their role in situations, disagreements, and on various issues. The second thing is they're always in some sort of drama. When they share their drama with you, they have a tendency to verbally throw their drama at you so that you can fix it. They have a need to be in the spotlight. Their energy is focused only on their emotional needs. And they really don't feel true happiness or, or empathy for others. Now, it's hard to recognize what another person is feeling, but pay attention to their actions and their words. Does someone dis diminish your problems and play up their own, even and especially when you are sad and upset? Or do they give only passing recognition of a celebration or an achievement of another person? These are key words and actions to help you identify someone who can't really feel true happiness or empathy for another. And finally, the last really important thing to look for is do they use guilt trips, criticism, and ultimatums? An energy vampire uses these they shame you into paying attention to them. The truth is an energy vampire needs other people to build up their self-esteem. And they have real inner pain around their self-esteem. And that's why they use charisma to deflect responsibility. Taking responsibility taking ownership for their role in disagreements and issues, that doesn't feel good. And, you know, in all honesty, we can probably relate to that. But for an energy vampire, that, def that, that deflates, right? It's the reason that they need to defle deflect is because it deflates them. It deflates their self-esteem. Their need for others to build up their self-esteem is why they're always in some sort of drama. If they are in drama, then they're able, on an unconscious level, to take that drama to other people and have them absorb the uncomfortable part of that. And at the same time, those other people lift them up so that they feel better. They feel like they're in the right. They let other people fix their drama. And that gives them a kind of uplifting feeling. They also have a need for others to build up their self-esteem by always being in the spotlight. They need to be the center of attention. It makes them feel good. It externally builds up the self-esteem. And when they feel like their self-esteem isn't being built up externally. They get uncomfortable and maybe even slightly anxious. 
there's sort of this de- desperation on some level to feel good about themselves. And they become sort of emotional bullies. They guilt trip, they criticize, and they issue ultimatums because they want to be on the receiving end of somebody building up their self-esteem. Unfortunately, when someone's stuck down the people-pleasing rabbit hole, they're a prime target for an energy vampire because we're empathetic. We feel deeply. There's a willingness to provide a listening ear, to give away our valuable time. Down the people-pleasing rabbit hole, it's difficult to say no. And we work incredibly hard to be accepted. But it's so very important that we identify energy vampires in our lives. Because there is a real personal health cost. Being in a long-term relationship with an energy vampire causes chronic stress. Studies show that chronic stress impacts the immune system, the cardiovascular system, the endocrine system, and the central nervous system. On a real concrete level, chronic stress is linked to anxiety, depression, heart disease, high blood pressure, and obesity. I really want you to take care of yourself because you are worthy of that. But guess what? Changing the relationship is also the best thing that you can do for an energy vampire. When they become self-sufficient around their self-esteem, they grow. Of course, you can't force growth on another person. They have to be ready. But if you start looking after yourself, You provide a space for them to take their next step. The next step might be moving on and continuing to be an energy vampire, but you'll at least be taking care of yourself. Okay, so we've discussed that energy vampires exist. They operate with charisma, drama, they seek the spotlight, and they use guilt trips, criticism, and ultimatums. And you understand that these kinds of relationships are detrimental to your health. Now what? I want to share a few strategies for dealing with energy vampires. This is where a lot of people talk about boundaries. Telling you to put up non-negotiable boundaries. And I'll confess, I have some difficulty with the language around boundaries, especially when they're non-negotiable. To me, Boundaries can feel like walls. And when you're stuck down the people-pleasing rabbit hole, you actually have constructed a shitload of walls. They're all about protecting the most tender part of self. Walls keep us from being emotionally available. They keep us from being vulnerable. So rather than telling you to put up boundaries, I'd like to talk about energy as a vital source to life. Think of it like water. If you don't have enough, it impacts you. You feel drained. And ultimately, it can be deadly. Remember, energy vampires are seeking your energy to uplift their self-esteem. Self-esteem. So what happens 
when you reimagine hard boundaries as figuring out ways to stop or at least limit the flow of your energy towards the energy vampire in your life. Maybe this won't work for you. Maybe you do have a situation where you need to put up hard walls. But I'm going to encourage you to consider coming from a place of radical self-love where you prioritize self and you rein in your responsibility. Keeping it focused on self, remembering that energy vampires don't operate from the same perspective as empathetic people. If you rein in your responsibility for their emotional needs, because it's draining your energy, and if you give yourself a level of love that says your life is important enough that you ensure you have enough of that vital life source energy. You can start to limit how much energy an energy vampire is able to draw from you. So here are some strategies to put in place. Limit eye contact. It's really hard to engage a full draw of energy flow if there isn't eye contact. So avoiding eye contact helps to diminish the energy flow. Set time limits. Determine how much, your ener- how much of your energy you're capable of giving at a particular moment in time and draw the time limit. Okay, this is a kind of a bad boundary. Learn not to react. Reacting costs you energy. Don't do that to yourself. Learn not to argue. Same thing. Don't spend your energy. Include other people in your interaction. If possible, create at least a threesome. Energy draw dissipates in situations where there are more than one source. Again, use the water analogy. When more than one source is tapped for water, less is demanded from one. Let them do the talking. Listening takes far less energy than talking, and you don't allow for your energy to be used up fixing or buying into them putting themselves in the spotlight. Try to keep topics light and simple. Energy draw is high in more contentious or emotional topics. And take the time to visualize a protective energy bubble around you. When you visualize this bubble, it can help you to minimize the flow of your energy outward. Finally, if nothing else works, you may have to consider avoiding or cutting an energy vampire out of your life. This may be only a temporary situation but it might be a route you have to consider for your own well-being. What's important here is that you are important. And if you're going to unstick yourself from the people-pleasing rabbit hole, you need to learn to recognize energy vampires and have some techniques easily accessible so you can limit the draw on your vital energy source. 
Remember to keep your eyes peeled for those charismatic, drama-centered people who need to live in the spotlight and shame you if you don't play the game of elevating their self-esteem. Because those people might just be lurking energy vampires. Thanks for joining me today. I hope this exploration of how to deal with energy vampires was helpful to you. Let me know your thoughts. Drop me a message over on Instagram at elizabeth.martin.chan. And plan on joining me next week because I'm going to spend some time discussing microaggressions and what role they play down what I call the people-pleasing rabbit hole. Remember, you are worthy, you are enough, and you are everything the world needs right now. I'll see you next time in the No People-Pleasing Zone. If living outside of the people-pleasing rabbit hole resonates with you, Hop on over to ReclaimingSelfAcceptance.com to receive your free copy of Adventures in Reclaiming Your Life, Five Secrets Every People-Pleasing Woman Should Know Now. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast app, and we love five-star reviews, too. Okay, beautiful rebel, that's it for this episode. I hope you found value in today's content because you are deserving of more delicious, unapologetic self-love in your life. If you want to come hang out with me on social, you can find me over on Instagram at easy.martinchan or on Facebook at elizabethmartin-chan. If you haven't done so already, go hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you leave us a five-star review, you'll help others discover our podcast. I'll see you next time.